0: This channel is sponsored by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. When you are at the grocery store deciding what beer or even non-beer type item to get, because they do have a couple new products. If you've seen Strange Beast, uh, a new hard bucha that's out, that is made by Sierra. They put hop flavor in it. If you do like hops this is a really good booch if you're looking for a a beer alternative and you like sweet the t west is really good and they also have which I am really, really liking their Hop Splash, which is hop water. Their liquid hoppiness is their like popular one that they're really pushing, it's super good. I really like their summer break IPA, which is their session. I like the lower alcohol percentage. When you're at the grocery store looking for something to drink, you can grab Sierra and purchase it and feel good about it because they support your boy.
1: Oh, there it is. Okay.
2: Recording progress. Got it. Cool. Nice. And And then then, I can um, send it
1: to you after, I think.
2: Absolutely, hundred (laughs) percent. Cool. Where are you at? I am in San Diego. Nice. That's where I'm from, and uh, I still live here part time.
1: Okay. Cool.
2: Yeah. Where are you at?
1: Um, I'm in Vermont. I am from Vermont, so here for a little bit and then back and forth between here and Rhode Island until I get my van, which will be about oh.
2: a couple of weeks. Oh, that's right. Tell me about your van.
1: Um, yeah, so it's a 2022 Dodge Promaster, um, bought it empty and then I'm having Van Girl Designs build it out. He just happened to be in New Hampshire, um. So I just dropped it off and he's been working on it. He, uh,
2: it's a man that does van girl.
1: So he's the builder, but yeah. And then um, the woman is the one who designed it. So she's like an engineer and did the layout and did all of the like electrical planning and all that. So
2: what's, she different, what's different about uh, van girl design? Uh, Is it like female specific somehow? No. Like really? No,
1: no. It's just a Um, name. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think for one, like there's not a lot of female designers out there and just, and it was, it wasn't even that it's a female designer, like that didn't make a big difference, but um, just the way that the layout is that the garage is built around bikes. It's simple. Um, It doesn't have like, it's simple, but functional, like it has everything that I need, but it doesn't have like, you know, the subway tiles, backsplash, that kind of stuff. Um, So yeah, I just when I saw the design and saw them, it just kind of clicked. And I was like, this is the van.
2: I'll have to look it up. Yeah, that sounds cool. And so what's, when do you get it?
1: He's hoping to have it done mid January. Um,
2: So you'll have it, you'll have it by next summer, then? (laughs) i think
1: he wants to go to baja so i think he's trying to get it done before he goes to baja um
2: mid-january that's in like three weeks
1: i know yeah and if it doesn't happen weeks (laughs) yeah yeah
2: actually january starts in two days
1: (laughs) i know that's crazy crazy to think about Yeah, we'll see. And I told him if it doesn't you know, if he doesn't get it done mid January, it's not that big of a deal, because I'm actually leaving for two weeks. So it's not like I'd be able to move into it anyways.
2: Okay, and then okay, so you're gonna move into it, you're gonna do full time.
1: I'm gonna do full time, but I also do a lot of house sitting. So I mean, that's how I've been able to travel and explore all these places and do what i do because i can you know get a two week three week month long house sit and just stay in the area explore um kind of get a feel of it and then move on so i'll do i'll do van and then i'll still do some house sitting for sure
2: now are the house sitting gigs something that oh you didn't did you know that you were being interviewed today
1: <laughs> <Apparently not.
2: laughs> uh, now idea. house sitting <laughs> gigs something that uh you your people you know, or is it part mm-hmm. of a a website thing?
1: Part of a website, yeah. It's called trustedhouse sitters.com. And I've been doing it, oh man, probably for like seven years now. And awesome. so there's I I love it so much. There's no money exchange. So I have to I sign up for the service, which is like $120 a year or something, but then I can apply to any house sit that I want. Um and they go through like an interview process. And then if I get chosen for the house sit, I pay to get there wherever it is, whether it's driving or flying. Um, But there's no money exchange. So I don't get paid for it. They don't pay me. Um, I get a free place to stay. Um, Sometimes they'll leave a car if it's like, you know, a remote location. So yeah,
2: that's cool. Pretty cool. Um, Assuming assuming you can't have any priors or anything like that
1: (laughs) (laughs) um i mean you can do a background check i don't know if it's required but i do have a background Probably helps yeah that helps but then once i mean it's like airbnb once you start getting reviewed like i have i don't know probably 30 reviews by this point and so people can you know read through the reviews and see that i'm clean and leave the house really neat and you know take great care of their pets and their home
2: and you don't have any like home robbery right. convictions or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. That or helps. Arson.
1: That helps for sure.
2: But okay, so uh, when, only... you're in the van, when you're in the van, where do you go? Like, are you do you stay in Vermont mostly or? No,
1: I'll go all over. I um, haven't. So I already committed to a house sit in North Carolina this summer. Um, it's like 45 minutes from Brevard which I haven't been down there yet. So I'm excited to go down there. So that'll be this summer. Um, and then after that, I honestly haven't really planned. I'll probably come back to Vermont for a little bit next summer. Um, my ultimate goal, it's not going to happen this winter probably won't happen next winter, but I, w- <laughs> I want to ship my van to Australia and New Zealand and do three months in each and then come back.
2: Oh, rad.
1: Yeah. Rad. So um, it's doable. I mean, I think the shipping will definitely be an expense and then you have to get um, like the special permit to drive over there. But I don't know, it sounds awesome.
2: I wanna to get to North Carolina too. Mm-hmm. I wanna to, um, ride in Asheville.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've heard really good things, so.
2: So have I, I've been meaning to get there. And then also, if have you been to Bentonville before?
1: I have. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've been there. Too. I
2: have a. I do have a guest room, or my driveway is pretty flat. If you okay, get, Can you live if there. visit? Yep, I have. A, I have. Cool. I have a house there. Yeah.
1: Oh, sweet. So you moved from Mammoth. You're not in Mammoth anymore.
2: No, I moved from Mammoth in uh, 2010. Oh. So I haven't. I haven't lived in Mammoth for 12 years, 13 years now, almost. Have um,
1: you been back though?
2: I go all the time
1: okay because i'm pretty sure summer I'm seeing you on the trails there
2: yeah i'm i'm there every summer and i go a lot um it's like it's my favorite place in the world so i spend a lot yeah. of time there
1: that's so beautiful yeah.
2: and i have the van too and i usually i've been staying out off the scenic loop okay um where it's all free and yep. awesome but i also have um a free hotel room Sweet. at the sierra, sierra nevada resort which is like a luxury
3: yeah hotel
2: room yeah it's like a a fireplace suite so i have that there. so i go all the time and you know my my bestie lives there so do you? so wait do you have a connection with mammoth did you used to live there
1: well i used to live in bishop i was in the bishop area for like six years
2: okay Um, that's right i saw that on your facebook and asked you about that that's right
1: yeah i moved there um 2016 and then just left this past April
3: so.
2: oh no way do you do you know Jeff Fox Mm-mm. Foxy that's my bestie <laughs> he's uh he's a he's a local fire firefighter, ski patrol okay. climber badass yeah.
1: I mean I knew some people in Bishop or in a mammoth but I was more based in Bishop did you ride the trails down in Bishop at all
2: I have not yet. What's it called? Uh, Chipmunk. Yeah. Is the trail area the new trail area mm-hmm. that everybody's talking about? Yeah. Um, no, I haven't ridden there yet. Meaning to, I've ridden. Um, what is it? Coyote Flats.
1: Okay. hmm
2: I've ridden Coyote Flat. We shuttled I shuttled that. Yeah.
1: How'd you do that? We just
2: shuttled in my like... buddy's truck. Like drove up to the top, and then I want to say it's a like sustained, mo- mostly sustained like. 11 mile downhill huh there's de- there's some sand though that's a tough part yeah. mm-hmm. um there, there are some modulations but it's downhill for the most part and then i've done um silver canyon
1: okay i never did silver canyon wait is that in the that's white?
2: Out of, that's out of the whites okay. yeah and did i black just canyon. did black canyon yeah kind of parallel yeah. silver canyon i think Okay. Um, Silver Canyon is an actual fire road, okay. and it drops uh, six thousand feet in ten miles. It's amazing. In the day, di- I actually did uncut video of my run. It's pretty old and not the greatest video, but it's crazy. When we were at the top, it was a snow lightning storm. Oh my god! In, in May. Of uh I want to say 2015 or 2016. I was up there with Foxy mm-hmm. and it was snow and lightning. And the lightning was so close, and you know, we were kind of talking at the top, you know, and he was like, We gotta go now. And yeah. he says that <laughs> you know, as like <laughs> a <laughs> firefighter. Um, I was like, Okay, so you know, we started, you know, started he. He followed me in my forerunner. I I just rode it on my, and I rode it on my bike, and mm-hmm. it was, uh, the snow quickly turned to heavy rain, you know, within yeah. just, you know, a few hundred feet of the descent. And I was in the wrong jacket. I was wearing my puffy jacket, so it's not waterproof. Yeah. <laughs> and there were probably, like, 12 or 13, sh- like, splash zones, where there was, like, creeks, cause it was raining right. so hard, oh my God. It was an epic ride. And then I also did uh this past summer we did Paletta Canyon.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That's we did that. Fun. Yep. It was super fun. Um we instead of st- starting from like the very top, we took like a cut-in trail that came in lower. Mm-hmm. And that trail itself was n- like n- very bad for me. Oh really. <laughs> yeah because for trails um it's usually the, for me it's like the opposite of what you think like black fall line tech great for no me No problem. yeah that's that's usually no problem depending yeah but but when you get like more blue trails that traverse hmm. and you get into exposure and off camber yeah that's where i i get into trouble so it's like opposite yeah. of what you think you know interesting so Jeff had to actually I had actually I actually fell off the side once. <laughs> um and then Jeff actually had to like piggyback me like the last quarter of the trail because <laughs> it was just too much work to get me and my bike through there. Yeah, so yeah, we've done Poletta Canyon. So nice. but then the rest of it, once we got to like the like like the downhill black stuff, then mm-hmm. it then it was mostly fine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I feel like anybody who goes up to the Whites and does a it does a day up there, like something happens, something epic happens.
2: <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty gnarly and extreme yeah. conditions and terrain up there. And it's then uh, the other cool thing is we got to stay at the research center. Oh, cool! Which is a which is a rare thing. People don't get to do that. Yeah. So, that, so that was cool. Um, his the research
1: his, center at the base, like at
2: I mean, the like... top of White Mountain, at the peak. Oh wow. There's a research center up there. Okay. Um never been up there. It was pretty amazing. Like the stars. Holy crap. Holy crap. Yeah. It that was cool. And I've got the van, so we just stayed in the van. Okay. Yeah, is is good.
1: Sweet. Yeah, I love the well. I had a love-hate relationship with Eastern Sierra. I mean, it's so beautiful and there's so much cool stuff to do, but I found the community very hard.
2: It it gets lonely. It can yeah. get lonely. Um, to, what was tough about the community for you?
1: Um, well, I feel like I feel like it was very clicky. Like when I first moved to the right. Um when I first moved there, I, I made some friends, but I don't know, it just I never really felt like I was part of the community because everybody had their own little clicks um and i think i think most of it was because it's a very much of a climbing town and i'm not a climber i'm a mountain biker and you know the, yep. the climbers mountain bike on their days off so it wasn't yeah
2: if you were living up in town in mammoth, in mammoth. and you know the you know in meeting people on the trail riding mm-hmm. you're automatically in the fold yeah i don't know maybe it's different as a woman maybe i don't know
1: well that's um, the thing well i mean i've always kind of struggled with that too because like I'm a pretty good rider, and I don't, I I love riding with women of all levels, but I feel like there's definitely, um, I don't know. I want to call it like comparison, but like, you know, other people are like, Oh, I, I, I can't ride with you. You know, I'm just going to slow you down. I'm like,
2: I don't care. (laughs) I want to. Exactly. Like, (laughs) how do you, how do you explain that to people that are new riders and whatever? Cause I, I, Get that too. People are like, oh, I don't want, you know, I don't want to ride with you because I'm, you know, I'm gonna slow you down or whatever. I'm like, it's not a, it's not about that. No, you know? it's just
1: about getting out there and having fun.
2: Yeah. Well, okay, we can ride the trail at different speeds and mm-hmm. see each other at the bottom. Exactly. You know. Yeah. We can talk during the climbs. You yep. know, or uh, or I can just chill the fuck out. <laughs> and we can just ride together yeah, oh,
1: and just have a fun day
2: a mellow ride too which i love across you know cross-country or backcountry ride you know yeah no problem yeah. <laughs> cool so, well, yeah um, i i've run i've run into that one too and that one's an interesting one but i think for mammoth you're right it is an interesting place um
1: it's very transient I'm, too and i'm not saying like i'm yeah. not You know, I was only there for six years, but I feel like a lot of people came and went and came and went it was hard to,
2: you know. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But as, I mean, as a male, I I never had a problem with making friends there or -hmm. fitting in. So I wonder maybe if that has something to do with it. I would think it might be tougher as a female, but you probably got a bunch of dudes hitting on you because it's what, like (laughs) eight to eight to one ratio. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Something like that. I think it's better now. It's not quite eight to one anymore, but
1: yeah, it's it's changing too. I don't know. I mean, you've been there every summer, but it's definitely even since the time I was there. I feel like, and when COVID hit, the town has changed quite a bit.
2: Oh yeah, ever since it was uh, bought.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since
2: Manville was bought, it's really changed. It's really busy money. now.
1: Yeah, and a lot of money has moved in, but yeah, so happens life. That is what world.
2: happens. Such such as life. Well, in the summer it's I mean, once you're on I the, love trail, the summers there. Once you're on the trail, I mean, you don't get the busyness It's the same like any resort. Are you are you cleaning your screen?
1: I, it is the sun's <laughs> hitting it it's weird.
2: <laughs> That's I see hilarious.
1: The dust and the fingerprints on it.
2: It's kind of like the same with like Sedona, you know, yeah. or Moab, you know, town is crazy. Mm-hmm. But once you get out on the trail, it's it's fine. Yep. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you have a blog. I do. Site. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Two Wheeled Wanderer. Two Wheeled Wanderer.
1: Two Wheeled Wanderer. Yeah.
2: And for for my subscribe my followers um and listeners. Um, who are you? What do you do? Where can you be found?
1: Yeah. Um, so my name is Becky Timbers and, um, I can be found mostly on my blog. I mean, I do a little bit of social media, but I just, I really struggle with social media. So I try to keep it focused on the blog. Um, but yeah, I started it in 2019. Um, when my dad and I did a mountain bike trip to Squamish, British Columbia, and I was like looking for trail information and what routes to ride and just like all this information on mountain biking in Squamish. And I could find like bits and pieces here and there, but no complete guide, like no one place to go where you could find all the information. So I was like, there needs to be something like that. Um, so I created my blog and, um, honestly, when COVID hit, like it kind of took off a little bit, um, just cause I think everybody wanted to be outside and on bikes and, you know, be able to exercise and get fresh air without, being inside um so i started to gain a lot of traction during covid and since then it's just kind of been a crazy wild ride and uh yeah it's my full-time job now and i write and ride and have big plans
2: are you what you mean are you getting paid to write blogs do you have some sponsors
1: um i don't have any direct sponsors i don't Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it would be awesome to get like a bike sponsor. But then I don't know if I want to be beholden to one brand and like, you know, we'll see. I haven't crossed that bridge yet. But, um, but I have advertising on my site, which I don't obviously don't love, but it pays well. Um, yep. And then affiliate.
2: Yep. Yep. Sorry, sorry, affiliate links.
1: Yeah, an affiliate link. So if there's like a product or um, piece of gear that I like, and then I um, link to it with an affiliate link, then I'll make a commission off of that. So those two you things a, are my main sources of income right now. Um, you have
2: a Patreon?
1: I have. <laughs> yeah, well, I have. It's like buy me a coffee or something where it's like people can donate like $5 or whatever. I thought about doing Patreon. um. But like, people don't realize how much work goes into blogging. And I'm like, if I need to offer extra for these people who sign up for a Patreon account, it's just like, it's just me right now. If I had somebody else working with me, which I probably will hire within the next year, um, I think I could do extra stuff like that. But And I know you don't need to offer extra for Patreon, but I feel like there needs to be some kind of incentive for people to give you money on a monthly basis i,
2: I have a patreon and I, I do have some loyal supporting subscribers which thank you guys thank you um <laughs> yeah. you guys are awesome um it's it's not very much every month but you know but it's, it's, it's a it's something it's mm-hmm. a little bit um and i don't necessarily need it for like my living expenses because I, I do well it's yeah. money that goes towards the channel Mm -hmm. and towards the unpavement project you know so you know if i because that is a lot of time i don't know if you make videos too or have a youtube channel but that is a lot of time yeah (laughs) you know editing videos do you have a youtube channel no videos it's
1: another thing it's another thing that I, i should be doing this but i spend so much time in front of my computer my computer as it is and like i just i cannot physically mentally add something else I think eventually oh i Oh
2: God, I'm, I'm visualizing you saving time by just dictating while you're driving. True. Like the voice to text technology now is like almost perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, and, that's uh, true. I could do that. Um,
2: yeah, we'll see I've done that I mean, before just make voice notes while you're driving mm-hmm. and and that translates to text. Mm-hmm. And then you can like copy and paste that stuff into a blog and edit it and yeah. save a lot of time probably.
1: That's true, I might look into that. It's a good idea.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, right now it's like it's editing and then you have to update old posts and it's just it's a never-ending bucket of work. It's a lot of work. Which I love. But a lot you, of work. you know, I'm living this life where I you know have freedom to go wherever I want to go and do whatever I want to do. So
2: it's working out and it, it sounds like it's you're wealthy because you you live minim- minimally yeah yeah I've, always, yeah
1: I've always kind of set my life up to do what I want to do um how I want to do it and just make it work you know I don't have a fancy car I don't have a permanent home um
2: you do have a fancy car now
1: I do have a passing
2: card. You have a very expensive, awesome. That is
1: true. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but it's also a home, you know? It's like a home payment yeah. too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean- That's I don't
2: rad. Okay, I'm gonna- Buy I'm gonna... brand
1: new clothes and I don't know. It's it's a trade-off and some people don't, you know, wanna do those trade-offs, but for me, it's worth it.
2: That's rad. Do you have, does the, did you get an awning on the van? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna say something that sounds weird, but it's funny. Okay. <laughs> we should touch awnings Touch awnings. <laughs> that's okay. what i tell my friends that's like my uh what i tell my friends you know when we're like round up the wagons and camp yeah. together in our vans like hey let's touch awnings let's touch awnings yeah. okay i have a little i have a little portable fire pit oh um, sweet that i carry with me and I'll, you know outdoor rug and christmas lights and it's so fun to like round up the wagons Mm -hmm. and set up the full procurement you know yep um i have a box on the back of my van that the door folds down and becomes a table and I have my barbecue on there cool to is do you have photos
1: on your instagram account because i'll have
2: to like i do and i'm a super geek in my in my spare time which is very little (laughs) i just watch van tour van build videos mm-hmm. and r- always researching like the latest and greatest. Yeah. So yeah, if you have any questions or, or want anything for your van, definitely ask me I can I definitely. probably sure. give you some options or shoot you in the right direction.
1: Okay.
2: It's still fun.
1: So how often like how many months would you say you're in your van versus
2: your home. I I'm probably on the road about a third of the year. Mm-hmm. Um anywhere from as little as 2 months to 4 months
1: at a time.
2: Uh, on the No, not at a time. Okay. Yeah. I'll add it up. Yeah. yeah. Um so I go back and forth between San Diego and Bentonville. Mm-hmm. And you I'll have take
1: miles on your vans. Long way.
2: A lot of miles. I've had it for a year and a half. And um, I want to say it's like thirty-six thousand in a year and a half, which is not that much considering because when I'm not when I'm at home, it just sits.
3: True. Yeah.
2: So I'm actually thinking about maybe renting it out when I'm in Bentonville because it just sits there. Mm -hmm. So maybe make a little money with it. Yeah. And I was super anti renting it out. Um but the thing is, is it gets professionally cleaned every time, hmm. and what, that's have nice. You companies. What's
1: that? Have you researched companies to do it?
2: My friend runs a, a van rental company, and I can't. It's one of the bigger ones. I can't remember the name right now. Okay. Um, if you said it, I would be like, oh yeah, that's it. Hmm.
1: <laughs> it. Romley is might be one of them, but anyway. No, but yeah, not that's Romley. Idea anyway
2: um yeah so we should touch awnings
1: (laughs) okay let's do it
2: (laughs) i know it's weird but it's supposed to be funny (laughs) yeah for sure uh do you have full solar and everything on there
1: i do have so yep there'll be solar Uh, how
2: many watts of solar did you get
1: i have no idea okay
2: if you have options still get a minimum of 400.
1: minimum of 400.
2: like two 200 watt solar panels or even 300 is okay too but i had one 200 watt and it wasn't enough okay um and now and i got another solar panel added and now i don't really have to manage power as much and then did you do a lithium power bank hopefully
1: why are you You asking these questions
0: because <laughs> I want to make sure you get the right thing, <laughs> the best.
1: Um. So it has one Panasonic Panasonic three hundred and thirty watts. There was there
2: was okay. That's good. Three thirty is good. There was an
1: option good. to add a second one, and there'll be the electrical to add a second one. Um. But I just wanted to see you know see if I needed it.
2: That's a big solar panel, three thirty. That's a big one, and to have two 330s would be a lot.
1: Well, I think the second one was a smaller one. Okay, you could take off. I don't know. I don't remember. But um, there was an option to add a second one. And I didn't do it.
2: Um. And then what was the second? Why one? not do it?
1: Because it was a lot of I mean, it was a lot more money. Um, and I didn't know if I needed it. And it was something that I could add later.
2: Okay, if you can add it later, I bet you you'll, mm-hmm. I bet you you will. Okay. Um because the less you have to manage power when you're boondocking, you know, for multiple days, yeah, the better. True. Cuz that's when you have to manage power when you have to worry about power when you're, you know, just a place for one night and then driving the next day. You don't have to worry about power at all. Yeah. But if when you're, you're in some
1: place for like a week,
2: well, up to a week and you're not plugged in, you're going to need your solar and 330 might not be enough, especially in the winter months. Yeah. The sun's lower.
1: Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, and
2: then lithium power bank because you want that van to stay relevant. Everything's lithium now. It's way more expensive. But. And those are batteries? You talk about, yeah, those are the batteries. Um, lithium versus AGM.
1: Oh, it's an AGM then.
2: So, yeah, you'll have to. Um, Upgrade. Manage power um, with your AGM setup, and then also with the AGM batteries, you can't let it get below twenty percent.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they mentioned that.
2: With your lithium power bank, you can it, you can bring it down to zero, no problem.
1: Yeah. Oh, so many things.
2: Yeah, so that's that's. Um, but I mean, those you can. Money.
1: But those you can swap out, right? Um
2: you know depending um yeah but then you end up spending more money you know
3: yeah
2: because you're paying for both setups then could you pay for the AGM setup and then it's not like you can out.
1: just swap the lithium battery into whatever system the
2: you can but you have to buy the lithium setup then you know yeah. you've ended up paying for two setups and you got to pay for the labor to switch it True. <laughs>
1: Okay. Um, well, I don't know if they've done that already, but I I can reach out and ask him like how much I say
2: ask him and and it might not be an option at this point and then yeah. whatever it's it's moot. Um but the, or he could add more AGM batteries too maybe. There's two of them. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Um yeah, you'll be good. Um <laughs> you know, you can also do we'll ask him and see if it's a, if it's a possibility. And then if it is a possibility, ask how much and then make the opportunity cost decision. You know, that's how yeah. my mind works. And then um, because you want that van to stay relevant, you know, yeah, definitely, um, if you ever want to sell it in the future, it's going to be a lot tougher to sell it with the AGM setup. hmm um well to sell it for for full asking what you want for it you know yeah i'll
1: text him and um, see what he says
2: but what you can also do is just get you know oh. one of the portable little portable power stations you can carry with you you know so you have a little extra option mm-hmm. and then those are cool too because you can get solar panels for those and you can go set the solar panels up anywhere like if right. you're parked in the if you're parked in the shade you know you can take your little portable power station with its solar panels and put it out in the sun or even carry it with you, you know, you know, whatever. It's it's a nice option to have just in case for a little extra.
1: Okay. Good to know. I'm sure there'll be more things that come up where I'm like I should have thought about that beforehand, but
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know you know how it go what they say, you build your first van for your enemy. <laughs> your second van is for your friends. Mhm. Your third van is for you, right? Yeah, i going yeah, learning things.
1: It will be. It will be. But I do trust them, and I think they're going to do a good job. So hopefully, hopefully, it'll be good for a few years at least.
2: oh uh, you'll be good. Okay, so the the new. Um,
1: Hold on. It says that we might need to jump off and jump back on because it says I have nine minutes left on my free account. Oh
2: my God! Have we been? We've been, we been talking for been forty already. Yeah. Holy crap. Okay, yeah. If you don't pay for Zoom, they limit your time.
1: So like 45 like, minutes, I think.
2: I think it's like 40, 44 minutes or something like that.
1: Okay. Well, um,
2: let's jump yeah. back on. Do you do you have to do it right now?
1: Um 20 minutes and 30 seconds.
2: Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's I see time left <laughs> up at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So w- when that cuts out, we'll just uh restart. Hopefully away. that works.
1: Yeah.
2: Um yeah, because we haven't even talked about what we want to talk about yet. We're talking nope. about vans. <laughs> That's a sad... uh, what was I saying? What was I saying about van? I can't remember. Oh, well. Uh...
1: Something about the build or travels. Um...
2: Uh, I don't know. You, you'll be good, though. I'm stoked because my van is all modular. <laughs> van Do It, build yeah, a modular I So model. I did
1: look at Van Do It and I liked their stuff. It seems like
2: it's not for everybody, you know? um because it's kind of a, an industrial style it doesn't look like you know a lot of people want their vans to look like an apartment inside you know right this th- does Instagram. not look like that yeah but i like that i like the metal I like mm-hmm. the industrial the metal feels really clean to me you know i live on the water part of the year so it's not going to get moldy mm-hmm. um which wood does especially yeah. particle board um, and I've changed it a few times, cause this van, this van is the first one they have built for someone in a chair. Mm-hmm. So it's been an experiment and a work in progress. And we've, you know, changed it a few times. So luckily it's modular, you know?
1: Right. So you can just that's,
2: like- That's been ooh. fun.
1: Actually, I did look at them, but I don't really remember what the vans look like. I'll just check it out later. Um, but you love it?
2: um pros and cons to everything yes i love it answer your question yes um are there things i don't like about it yes
1: yeah you know? i mean you're gonna have that um, with everything though
2: yeah exactly pros and cons to everything i think um eventually the goal um i've got a buddy here who's an insane van builder um check out suha designs um s-u-h-s-h S U H A designs. Um, that's my buddy Nick Ripper Surfer here um in North County San Diego, and he's building vans. So I think my eventual goal. I mean, and we're talking like, you know, maybe close to a decade or so. You know, depend. You know, <laughs> well, I'm eventually want a van built by him.
3: Yeah.
2: It's, cool. He just is. He's, he's he's a he's a trade carpenter. Oh, cool. So his woodworking is just like top, 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 top notch. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be your apartment
1: exciting. upgrade.
2: That'll be my apartment van. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I oh, there's so many things I want now, like in a van. You know what I really want that I will do in like in a next future build? Mm-hmm. Um, I want a skylight. Mm. You know, where like the roof opens up, you know? Yeah. And then I have a powered bed in the back, mm-hmm. and then the the bed could lift me through the roof. <laughs> Wouldn't that be rad?
1: How yeah, that would be pretty
2: cool, yeah, well, c- well, a few things for me, just physically, I don't get out there out of my yeah. van a lot when I'm camping, especially when it's just one night.
3: Yeah, I don't even
2: get out of my van just because getting around in dirt and rocks in a wheelchair is just not easy unless i have to or unless i really want to for some reason um so if i can a lot of times you know i have my lift it's kind of like a swing you know it's a hoist Mm -hmm. and so i'll have that kind of lift me outside the van but i don't have it put me down and Mm -hmm. so i'll sit outside the van but not be on the ground yeah you know i'll do that and like drink a whiskey and look at the stars you know but to be um, elevated up onto your roof, that would be pretty sweet. If I could just sit on the roof, I could have a three hundred and sixty view. Yeah. Because when I'm out the side of my van, I can only see one direction. Have you I'm talked the to roof. about it? Like, is it possible? Van do it won't do it. I could. It is possible. It's something I could have done. But it's like, I think it's like, like four grand. That's okay. a lot. <laughs> That's it's a, lot. a lot.
1: But I mean, it's not like ten grand.
2: <laughs> right. Four grand is not ten grand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I have it and I have an air conditioner where the.
1: um Oh, I need the, to ask uh, you about that because I don't have built in air conditioning. Do you have the well, oh, one?
2: I've rarely used it, first yeah. of all. I've used it like twice in a year and a half. Hmm. So if you're following the weather, you don't necessarily need it.
1: Mm-hmm. But have you and been, then, have you done, well, I guess, in, well, in Benville, you're not in your van, but like East Coast humidity is brutal in the summer. Yes.
2: So if you're gonna be on the East Coast in the summer, you're probably gonna want something. Mm-hmm. But usually with the air conditioner, you run the engine to offset the the power draw, anyways. So why not just run okay. the car air conditioning if the engine's running? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If you need it, you know. And well, then if you have proper ventilation, usually you're you're fine, you know. Mm-hmm. Um
3: There is a
2: brand new air conditioner that just came out. Um, It's a Dometic. And it's the same footprint as the Max fan. And it's um, way more power efficient. And I think it's a 12 volt. So Hmm. if you are to get one, get the new Dometic one. Okay. Yeah, like mine is huge. It takes up like the whole
1: yeah, I know you can get like just smaller little portable ones, which I mean obviously they're not going to be as powerful, but it's better than nothing.
2: Well, if you're gonna get one, definitely get the new Dometic one. That's the one to get. It's uh-huh. it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well,
2: um, or you know, a lot of people do two max fans. Yeah. So mm-hmm. one is, yeah, I will one is get sucking another and room. one is blowing. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I have I so do that. have one on the roof, but I'll probably get another
2: one. And then uh, I just have a little like USB um powered like little fan in the back Mm -hmm. that i I recharge it you know if i were to just leave it running it would last like two to three days so it's very efficient and i have a little one of those little it's like a little clip-on fan in the back and it's battery powered yeah it's just battery powered. you just recharge it so that stuff works really well for circulation because circulation in the back of the van and where the bed is you know It is, yeah is always a thing yeah
1: so much to get
2: so much to get and you'll you know it doesn't have to be perfect in the beginning you'll get the stuff over time yeah 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 yeah
1: (laughs) um cool i'm gonna stop this because we have like a minute left but then i'll jump right back on
2: okay hopefully it'll work see you in a minute and everybody else it'll be like nothing happened (laughs) edit it out Yep. boom we did it we're back (laughs) hello everyone (laughs) because we're both cheap asses and don't pay for zoom
1: (laughs) i didn't even think of that because i never i don't i never use zoom so Um,
2: well i did think of it and that's why i asked you to send the link instead of me because i was hoping maybe you had like um, Uh, but I, you know what? I actually, because I did pay for it, and I just recently canceled it. Maybe I'm still on. All right. Well, if we go membership, it again, we'll
1: use yours.
2: Um, I, just, I don't know if I am or not. Um, okay. I can't. You want me to hit record? No, you're recording.
1: I'm recording, but I just wanted to make sure that it would
2: have saved. Do you have a Mac?
1: I saved it to desktop, and I'm looking right now. I'm sure it did, because I I hit save. So I'll just have to find it later.
2: If not, oh, well, (laughs) (laughs) we talked about vans the whole time. (laughs) That's (laughs) true. (laughs) And we didn't even talk about uh, the unpavement project or trails yet.
1: All right, well, let's do that. I'll look for this later. Um, Yeah, so let's start
2: with a little bit about you. you what are. do you want to know, Miss Becky?
1: Um, just a little bit about who you are, um, how you got him to mountain biking. Um
2: Well, I'm the three-wheeled wanderer, I guess. <laughs> <I love> That's <laughs> uh, perfect. Um and if for some reason, our previous conversation didn't record. I say that, everyone, because Becky is the two-wheeled wanderer. On Instagram, at two-wheeled wanderer, is, there's some underscores in there, too, right?
1: Yeah, it's annoying, but that's that's it.
2: Between each word? Yes. T-W-O, T-W-O underscore,
1: underscore,
3: underscore
2: underscore wanderer. Okay. Okay. Um, that'll be, well, I'll have links in the show notes, um, listeners, if you want to check out her Instagram and your blog is twowheeledwanderer.com, I'm assuming? It mm-hmm. is. Yes. All right. That's easy. Okay. How did I get into mountain biking? Um, this is going to be redundant for people that know me, but um, I'm not a mountain biker. Okay. I am a surfer, a waterman, uh, first and foremost, and a runner. Those are, those are my loves. And this bike is how I trail run. Mm -hmm. That was my intent. That was my intention for it. And that's how I am. That's how I relate when I'm on the trail. That's what I relate as what I identify as when I'm on the trail.
1: As a runner, Uh, not a mess.
2: Yes. I'm in um, a power assisted hand crank three wheeled strike contraption but that is my version of trail running (laughs) in your head you're trail running in my head i'm trail running and i know that probably sounds weird to a lot of people but whatever that's that's how i feel Mm -hmm. um and uh but um i mean might as well just fully embrace it right and hit the bike park hit the jump trails hit the drops hit the tech lines and that's how i found i really love is is tech mm-hmm. lines and yeah like um my favorite trails at mammoth are shock treatment velocity and bullet
1: i saw you go down velocity spine i was like that is impressive
2: <laughs> <laughs> i well i've only done it twice now well on my bike. I I I did it years ago when it was different. Mm -hmm. It used to be way different. It wasn't so deep. You know the end the ending of it. The spine, yeah, the spine itself um wasn't very tall. Hmm. Those rocks weren't exposed like they are today. Like there was no roots or Mm -hmm. anything exposed. You know the root line on the right? Yeah. There was no roots. That was that's harder than
1: the spine is to do those roots
2: it's way harder than the spine um so i and i used to do it in a four-wheeled bike um and i would have um my two left wheels on the spine and my two right wheels off the spine mm-hmm. and it was completely fine so that tells you how like, how shallow it was
3: yeah.
2: yeah now it's really really deep there's no way I could do that now it flip right over because it's you know it's it's so eroded now and so and so big and it's become a really gnarly feature now really gnarly it used to not be gnarly at all It used to be nothing
1: yeah so I guess Um, that kind of I was going to ask you about like challenges and considerations later but I mean for you know us now mountain bikers I don't know what you would call us regular normal I don't know if that's how you would want to say it but you know changing trails is a little bit of an issue but if you're on you know an adaptive mountain bike like a one change, one small change in a trail could make a huge difference
2: yeah you know yeah issues like that are like um exponentially greater mm-hmm. usually well i mean you'd be surprised because there are advantages to an adaptive bike and that is it's kind of half four by fouring
3: mm-hmm.
2: so you'd be surprised that i can just like moto through or moto up with that thing yeah um where you know a lot of, maybe maybe a two-wheel rider would have to walk it or something you know right which by the way i have an jo- ongoing joke with my friends uh whenever they walk their bike i tell them they're showing off <laughs> So here they are doing, you know, a shameful, quote-unquote, shameful thing. Right. And to me, they're showing cute. off. <laughs>
3: yeah, cute.
2: it's kind of it's kind of a funny joke. I actually just uh, made a um, a really funny reel uh, with my friend uh, Jess, Jess Hanna in Bentonville.
1: Okay. Wait, is her is she just the maker?
2: Jess the maker. Yeah. yeah.
1: I've never met her, but it's I so know funny. of her. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, follow her because she is so I do really her. funny. Yeah. And not, I mean, and she is that way in person too. Nice. Like she is funny in person too. like that. Like she is being herself in her videos, you know, and we made this real. Uh, and it's so funny. So many people don't get the joke. And it's that joke that I just told you where, you know, she's showing off by ride walking her bike. <laughs> you know, I ride a tech line and she goes, you know, to zoom in on her face, and she goes show off. <laughs> and then she walks the tech line, and I go you zooms in on my off. face, and I go show off. <laughs> awesome! It's fucking great. It's fucking <laughs> great, and it's so funny. If you look at the comments, it's people like all being like serious and sentimental, like about how it's okay to walk your bike. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! Completely missing the, the joke. The whole. Yeah, completely missing it. Way it wore right over their heads. Over their heads. <laughs> yeah, so funny, so funny. Um, anyway, so yeah, if they're you know if something you know, and Mammoth is an example of a place that just erodes like crazy
3: mm-hmm. and it changes
2: trails. Every season, it's so different. Mm-hmm. It's so different after the snowmelt and the erosion. It's just yeah, and it's. The changes are that it, the with the erosion, the all the features in the rocks get deeper and deeper. you know it gets gnarlier, and the features get bigger and bigger, yeah, but it's so fun. It's so challenging, it's so raw there that I just I love it. And once you're used to riding in pumice, mammoth becomes your favorite place. Yeah, I love know? it too mm-hmm. I love it. I fucking <laughs> love it. Oh my. what's your favorite trail?
1: shotgun I just, yeah i love shotgun because like the more you ride it like you just get to know every single turn and every single like pump yeah. and it's just yeah fast and flowy
2: you can hot lap it and mm-hmm. it's a yeah, shotgun it. is like a staple yeah it's like what we ride um pre early season and late season Yep. you know and all um, season because it's lower yeah, or also you ride well, in the snow?
1: Yeah. Well, um, that'd be a little sketchy, but flow to shotgun is like, well, it, what would it be?
2: Flow to shotgun. Twilight, much
1: twilight much. velocity, yeah. twilight flow shotgun. Can you do that? No.
2: Yes. There was what there was well, one that run where was like, this is my
1: favorite run ever. Um, oh, mine or yours? No, it would be mine, so it would be down velocity. I can't remember what it was, but it was like it, it was flow to shotgun, and it might have been it might have been velocity, twilight, flow, shotgun. I can't remember, but anyway,
2: um, it's so good. Well, the the my favorite trail combo from Mid Station mm-hmm. is um, upper chain, yep. to velocity, okay. okay, upper chain, velocity to twilight, because yep. I don't like lower velocity. Lower velocity is kind of a waste of time. Yeah, I
1: don't like it either.
2: It's yeah, like- so upper chain, velocity, twilight, chain smoke to lower twilight. And you end up back at chair two.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then, yeah, you could take downtown to shotgun from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you want to get up to flow, that requires taking chair two up or cl- I, cl- I climb the service road
1: yeah
2: and then you take breakthrough to flow to shotgun
1: maybe it was breakthrough to flow i don't know i don't remember i didn't get to ride there last year or this past year but oh my god it's so fun
2: and i can ride that whole every one of the trails i just said they're well they're all big boy big girl trails Mm -hmm. right yeah and i can ride it all completely solo nice and now well i just added upper chain to that because upper chains kind of next level yeah um and They're then different, um different the and added the velocity spine to it i realized i can ride the velocity spine solo yep. now i come off those the spine when i wrote it i came off to the right at the end mm-hmm. there's that big and then there's a tree yeah and there's a tree right there and so for me to clear that tree is really difficult. Like I go right into it, mm-hmm. but I'm, um, it's so funny. When we rode Paletta Canyon, there was a rock that was kind of spiny. And I have a I have a skid plate now on the back of my bike. Mm-hmm. And I told Foxy, I'm like, hey, I'm just gonna slide down the middle of this rock with my both front wheels off the sides of it and kind of pretend like it's the spine and see how it goes. So, so I only have one wheel that's making contact. That's my drive wheel on the my back wheel, you know, mm-hmm. on the rock. And my two front wheels are off the side. And my so it's my skid plate and my back wheel that are contacting it, you know. And I'm just kind of slid off it. And yeah. it went perfect. <laughs> it went perfect. And Fox was like, oh, shit, you can probably go off the front of the spine then like yeah. the main line on the spine so and it's what like a four foot drop now probably about three At and a half end.
1: yeah i mean you can still That's roll it end. um
2: you, you roll that no way
1: end of the spine wait yeah. are you talking about onto the ramp or um
2: yeah, there's no the ramp spine? on the spine
1: no there's not there's no um, but to come into velocity there's the hillary step or whatever they call it but um yeah you can roll the spine.
2: really we're
1: thinking of the you thing.
2: must be like you must be like this when you roll it because it's like four foot straight or down me,
1: maybe my front tires stays off the ground um well, i don't ever remember it being like a legit drop though
2: okay so anyways um all that to say i've now added the spine to that solo route which is super exciting yeah and now like in living in bentonville my riding has it's just made me a better rider mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure i can do hillary step solo too now nice which i used to get a spot on it but now i don't think it'll be a big deal at all i've always just done the beeline which is really fun mm-hmm. anyways you know um but yeah that's a super fun trail combo um and then i do want to try i am going to do flow drop Pretty sure Wait. I'm gonna do float. I've been I've been practicing drops. Uh, yeah, I saw you so. go off
1: the drop the hammer. That's impressive.
2: Oh, that wasn't drop the hammer yet. That uh-huh. um, that was Mad Hatter. That's a that's that drop is on a trail called Lower Mad Hatter.
1: Okay.
2: Have that's you ridden that trail? Waterpens trails, right? No, uh, Wonderland area, oh. Blowing Springs in Bella Vista.
1: Yeah, I, I haven't ridden that then.
2: Which you can get to uh, from the Greenway, uh, from Slaughter Pen. Okay. You just take the Greenway north um, up to up to Blowing Springs. Okay. It's uh. And Matt. If you haven't ridden Mad Hatter, it is probably the best trail in all Benville. Okay, good to know. It's amazing. I'll actually it's be amazing. back
1: there. Actually, I'm going to Fayetteville for two weeks, three weeks actually in May. So. I'll be in that area.
2: Uh I'll be there.
1: Sweet. Let's ride.
2: I will be there. Let's ride. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Stoked. Um I'll show that's you. That like drop. the first okay, so, three
1: weeks of May.
2: So that's a, a substantial drop, obviously, mm-hmm. but not as big as drop the hammer.
1: Yeah, drop the hammer is pretty big. It's like 10 feet.
2: And that's I'm doing it as a step in the progression to drop the hammer. Okay. So the Um, have you ridden Huntley gravity zone? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the trail air raid starts with a little drop.
3: Yeah.
2: Yep. That was, that was the first step. Okay. No problem. It's not even a thought now. And then that Mad Hatter drop was step two in the progression. Nice. And I don't want to say it's not a thought now or nothing, but it's not hard. Yeah. Anymore. I can do it with confidence, even if I'm by myself. Wow, I can I can do that drop no problem, and so now the next step is drop the hammer, but drop the hammer is big enough where we need to do some more um, innovating with my bike because mm-hmm. it's so um, right. long and front heavy yeah. that it just dives,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and my commitment level. Ha- What's that?
1: I said, and there's nothing you can do to to pull up or remedy
3: that as
2: there are things that i can do and i do do them um but nothing um um has a greater impact than commitment right i mean if i'm not committed no matter what i'm doing i'm gonna dive
1: i mean yeah and i have
2: to be committed and i have to be like probably like 25 percent more committed as far as my um, commitment speed Mm -hmm. than a normal two-wheel bike Mm -hmm. because since it's so long and front heavy the um the front is diving Mm -hmm. before the rear wheel is even off the end so i mean no matter what even when i'm fully committed and going a good speed and do everything i still preload i still pull back i you know i do all that although those things don't do that much they do enough where i still need to do them um I'm gonna dive no matter what, even if I hit it perfect. I'm yeah. gonna always land front wheels first almost every time. So that's what we're working on in in Bentonville is is that?
1: So that's a good segue to another question that I had. Um, different types of adaptive mountain bikes. So you're on a three three wheel bike, but I've also mm-hmm. seen I've also seen riders. I think that they were on two wheel bikes, but it was it was just yep. like e-bike. um and then you yep. talked about like a four wheel bike. Um, I know there's yep. hand cycles, which I don't know how, how would, they would do very well for mountain biking, but like, what are the difference of each bike and why did you choose the three wheeled bike?
2: Oh, great question. Um, yeah, there's a huge gamut of, of adaptive bikes and some adaptive bikes you can't even tell that they're adaptive, right. yeah. you know? Um, sometimes you don't even know. Um, so adaptive is a very broad term, you know? Um, but for our purposes, you know, you know, adaptive bikes for someone who's, you know, paralyzed, um, yeah, there's, there's all different types. There's, you know, my type of bike, which is a tadpole configuration, Mm -hmm. two wheels in front, one in back. And the reason why it's one in back is because it's rear wheel drive. Mm -hmm. The bikes you see that are one front wheel and two rear wheels. Those are front wheel drive, okay. And so you can imagine, like, the comp the difficulty that comes with having front wheel drive. You can't climb, yeah, anything technical. Like, yeah. forget it. You know, you're not going to be able to, climb. like. And then when I a lot, and that's a very popular bike because they're they're less expensive and very they're easier and more available. Um, and a lot of people ride those bikes. Um, when i ride with those guys it's always a thing like i i will not ride in front ever with those guys because i mess them up because i can stop on a climb Mm -hmm. no problem you know i can stop i can drop the gears and i've got rear wheel drive i just continue they've got to keep their speed up and if they stop they're stuck because they'll just spin out they can't get traction with front wheel drive interesting so they're yeah, so there's that, um, you know, and there, there's there's factors with those bikes too that you know factor into the cap the capability of the of the equipment, you know, suspension, clearance, power assist or not, power assist or not, that's a big deal. Um, I used to, my first um, adaptive bike was fully manual, and you might as well have been walking next to me. What does car.
1: that mean? Fully manual.
2: No power assist. So I how do
1: know. you? How do like how do you move forward?
2: With a hand crank. Oh
1: wow. Yeah. Okay. My
2: my bike, my bike is hand powered. Okay. And I also have a I also have a pedal assist. assist. Got it. Yeah, yeah. But I also have a throttle too. And yeah. you'd be surprised like how often I need it. Um, so my handlebar and my hand crank are separate, you know. So when I'm cranking or when when I need precision steering, mm-hmm. um and I need both hands on the handlebar, but I still need to propel myself, that's where the throttle comes in handy. And also for downhill situations. Okay. Um, I When I'm in downhill situation, I strap the crank so it doesn't move and I turn it up to full power. I keep it powered way down. So I'm just like normal mountain bike speed most of the time. But for downhill, I crank up the power and use the throttle. Mm-hmm. Um, if I need, you know, just to get enough speed to get coming into jumps and things like that. Yeah, you know,
1: that's a lot. It's okay, a lot so. to like think of <laughs> and coordinate. I mean, with a oh, bike, oh like pedaling your feet, one rotation after another. But that's like, and then also the throttle and then the hand crank. And then like your position on the bars.
2: Yeah. That's and not- also think you're choosing one line, right? I'm choosing three yeah three lines it it's crazy great. it's yeah there's a lot going on in my head when i'm riding yeah mm-hmm. and it's also it is mountain biking but it's also half four by fouring too so it's like mountain biking part mountain bike half four by fouring so it's it's different like a lot of the lines i choose like you would choose if you were like you know in a jeep on a jeep road you know that kind of thinking you know
3: yeah,
2: yeah. so it is Interesting. So there's those two, those two types of bikes, you know, the tadpole design and then the front wheel drive bikes. Mm-hmm. And then there's um, you mentioned uh, two wheel bikes. So those are called bucket bikes
3: mm-hmm.
2: where it's a normal two wheel bike with a bucket seat and, mm-hmm. uh, and a, and a throttle with yep. a power assist.
3: Yeah. And
2: the person strapped it. You can't ride alone with that bike though. Okay. You got to get put into it. Yeah, and taken out of it, you can't get in and out of it. solo my bike, I can stop. I can get in and out. You know, I can get on the ground, work on it. You know, I'm totally solo, and I can stop it, and it's balanced. You know, mm-hmm. but with the two wheel bike, you cannot ride alone. You're you're pretty. It's pretty much bike park only.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, um yeah. It's and if a, you fall, it's when
1: I follow Lindsay Runks.
2: Lindsay oh yeah, Lindsay. Yeah, Lindsay rides um, a two a two wheel bike. Yeah, yeah that's bike. where I saw it. She rips. Yeah, he rips. Yeah. yeah. She's cool, um and uh, I mean, that's you're pretty much relegated to the bike park. I mean, yeah. you're getting a workout because you're using your body and things, but you're not it's not it's not to me i want it, I want to get my heart rate up. I want to exercise, yeah, you know, and even though I have a power assist, I am getting my heart rate in the red on on um you know on a on a cross country style ride, yeah, you know, I am constantly another thing that's going through my mind while I'm riding is staying ahead of the motor as much as possible and then therefore getting my heart rate way up and never stopping and then the other style bike are the the four-wheel bikes which um till until recently were gravity fed only Hmm. Um, no drivetrain whatsoever tons of suspension but now with um, you know, the power assist technology, there are some four-wheel bikes that do have a drivetrain. Okay. But again, those are throttle only as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There's no there's no pedaling. Yeah. So that's why would my the bike...
1: advantage and disadvantage of those be?
2: Um, well, the four-wheel bikes are gonna be better, you know, have more suspension
1: mm-hmm.
2: and probably react better in the air. And things like that because they're not as front heavy. Right. And um, but the disadvantage would be that there's no there's no exercising really. Okay. Cause it's all I mean you're exercising, you're outdoors, you are using your body, but it's yeah. it's not a cardio not cardiovascular exercise.
3: Okay.
2: Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um and and just the adventure aspect of riding.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh
2: it's it's a different mentality when you're just pushing a throttle. For me, I, yeah, yeah. I'm not judging anybody. I'm just saying yeah. this is for me. This is for yeah. me. If I'm out there, you know, sitting and just pushing a throttle. Um, I don't really feel like I'm communing with nature as much. I feel like I'm I'm motoing around and having fun, mm-hmm. which is fun, and a cool experience too, not knocking it. But what I want is a communion with nature. Yeah. And even though i it. do have a power what's that to feel part of it yeah part of it and and for me that that makes a difference mm-hmm. if i'm like if i'm cranking or pushing a throttle that makes a difference for me um
3: yeah.
2: i can't really explain it but it's just that it's the the way i can ex- i explain that is it feels like i'm like motoing around riding a motorcycle Versus, it, it crosses that line to that for me. Mm-hmm. I'm just throttling, just throttling, which I do just throttle sometimes when I'm riding the bike park downhill situation. But again, that's motoring. That's kind of more having fun in the bike park and going, you know, going big rather than being on the cross country ride. So yeah. I have the option of both with my bike. That's the main advantage. Also with the body position, with the forward body position. I'm able to lean and project into the fall line more, and I mm-hmm. can take stuff with my arms rather than just being seated and letting the suspension do all the work.
1: So is the the four-wheel bike seated and not like in that forward position? It's more like a correct. ATV?
2: Correct, yeah. correct, yeah. It's an electric ATV, basically, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then seated versus the more forward kneeling position of my bike, seated position, you're, you're just the suspensions taking everything. Mm-hmm. And I can do more, I can take more of the impact with my body and project into the fall line when I'm forward. Those are the advantages for me, I yeah. think the um but the, uh the, the front wheel drive bikes, they can um like take turns better, it seems like they can turn tighter. So yeah, there's a pros and cons to everything.
1: Yeah. I mean, you get that with two-wheel bikes too, like travel size or uh, suspension travel, wheel size, all that stuff.
2: I'm just grabbing my water real quick, but I have my headphones in so I can still hear you and talk to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so getting when, all excited but, talking about riding.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I want to go out for a ride right now. We still have snow on the yeah. ground. I don't think my
2: bike's possible. out of commission right now. I'm so bummed. Yeah um easy fix I, have you heard of the what's that easy fix or does it have to get some major work no out? it's a mate it's a it's a major mechanical i know it sucks um but it's fine i have my beach i'm on i'm in san diego on the and i live like right overlooking the water and i have my like beach cruiser hand cycle nice which and i just ride that every day and it's, it's oh yeah I have a photo it's of that. that looks fun um so question so i have um oh go ahead oh i was gonna tell you on my bike's out of commission um i have an uh, an internally geared hub and um have you heard of the roll speed hub
3: Mm-mm.
2: it's a german engineered 14 gear internal hub and they're amazing but i'm getting like f- drive loss with it like gears one through six just spin and don't work hmm. so and there's all this troubleshooting they have on their website and i've gone through everything it's been actually a couple years of like troubleshooting, it, st- it started with like just a couple gears, and now it's gotten progressively worse. And now it's to the point where it happens every ride consistently, and I can't, I can't fucking ride.
3: Yeah.
2: So I'm trying, and they're they're um, they're very limited in like people that can work on these things.
3: You have to set But send there is
2: Europe. Hopefully not. Um, but there's a service they call them their service partners. There's one in Long Beach. Okay. here so but like i've gone through all the hoops to like communicate with roll off and with the service center in long beach and i guess it's just the time of the year or whatever i don't know i might have to wait till next week to get anything done so okay. um i'm gonna be driving up to long beach here in the next week or two and hopefully getting it fixed, and then i'll be good hopefully and it's us. year-round riding here yes yeah yeah hopefully well they have lifetime warranty so I'm not worried about getting another one of my bike being operational. But yeah, it's just that even if it's done and I get a new one, then I got to build a new drive wheel and, you know, that's just going to, you know, take forever.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. So that's why my bike's out of commission. (laughs) (laughs) Bike problems. Um, Bike problems. Um, You were going to ask a question.
1: Yeah. Um so e-bikes. So I know like it's funny, there's just so much contention around e-bikes where they can ride, where people can ride them, where they can't. Like, how does that work with adaptive riders? I mean, if you go to Moab, if you go to Sedona, can you still ride the trails?
2: Yeah, it's fine now. It's a it's a non-factor now. Okay, good. Um yeah, I mean the awareness and education the community. Everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Everybody understands now, and uh, you know, Still, I mean, some people.
1: It was ten minutes, Thank goodness!
2: Oh my God, you're talking <laughs> up a storm! It's Holy crazy. God, this is awesome! <laughs> whoa, time flies! Holy crap!
1: For sure. Um,
2: I don't have any problems anymore. I used to, but you know if there's a problem, it's i I've, I feel like the intention is good. Mm-hmm. People are, are being protective of the trails and and um, protective of nature, the environment, mm-hmm. which I am 100% on board with. And if someone seems like they're being a dick, I have remind myself that that's their motivation and their attention. And yeah. I support that. So um, I feel like it's up to me to be an ambassador, mm-hmm. you know, other people can be dicks, but I don't need to be, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I just try to educate people. Um, you know, I've never had anybody, you know, harass me on a trail ever. Um, no, just once, uh, an equestrian one time. Um, I was on a a equestrian and hiker only trail, Mm -hmm. um, and I just tried to explain to them, but you know, horses are a different deal and especially Mm -hmm. with me because I'm down low and I could be seen as a predator Mm -hmm. to, to a horse. So I understand someone being concerned with me being on an equestrian only trail, the yeah. hiker only trail and and they're on a horse i get that and i just tried to like be nice to the lady but she was all she was all pissy and of course that's making the horse pissy because they're so in tune yeah. with, with their with their person so that was a weird awkward situation that was the only time ever and then and just online um online? you know yeah well i posted uh uh, you know, I, I inputted adaptive info for trails and yeah, Moab. Trail yeah.
3: yeah,
2: yeah. And so, um, and so I'll tell people like, Hey, I mean, if you don't have a power assist, you're not gonna be able to ride this trail, you know, kind of thing. Um, and a Moab trail organization didn't like that, which I understand that. So I don't do that anymore.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so i yep. what i try to do is factor that into the trail rating you know um
1: whether you can do it with a motor yeah, well, bike or not
2: yeah so that falls into equipment capability mm-hmm. and so that's just another factor into the rating and if it's you know an e-bike a sensitive area mm-hmm. i that that's fine. That's not a big deal. I can totally do that. You know, yeah. if they don't like it, that's not a big deal. So yeah. that's the only things I've experienced in in my career. And that those aren't too big of deals. I've seen people and people post videos of being completely ha- harassed on the trail, which is gnarly.
1: And it's um, unfortunate. I mean, again, like, yeah, it's, I don't, know, I, I don't understand it. And even e-bikes, like I understand, why people don't want them on the trails. but I'm like, if it's just getting more people out on bikes, having fun, like learning about this place, appreciating it. Yeah, the big deal.
2: Yeah, um, I agree with you 100%. Um, The only wrench to throw in that thought process is some adaptive bikes are basically electric motorcycles.
1: Yes, that is true. That is actually true. So
2: they're throttle only and they're very powerful motors. Mm -hmm. And and you add riders that are most adaptive riders. And this is a problem I have with adaptive riders that I try to communicate without words when I'm riding with them is they go too fast. They're going Mm e-bike speed, not Mm -hmm. mountain bike speed. Mm -hmm. For me, the reason of the power assist is to even the playing field right so i can keep up and ride pace with everybody else not to go faster and moto around on mountain bike trails it's a moto experience versus a mountain bike experience and so you've got these bikes that are very powerful and are throttle only and yes some some disability levels require throttle only you know i've got friends who are quadriplegics that ride and they need Mm -hmm. that throttle you know um they don't need three thousand watts, though. That's <laughs> and they don't need to use I'm all of it. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. That's fucking ridiculous. That is a motorcycle. Um, and then I feel like a lot of adaptive riders are irresponsible and unsafe. They are going way too fast. Mm-hmm. They're going e-bike speed. Um, would you which... say?
1: Would you say most adaptive riders were not mountain bikers before, like you, and they kind of fell into it after their accident?
2: Ah. Uh, I would, I want, I don't know about most, but a lot, yes, Mm -hmm. a lot are, yeah, they're getting these bikes because it's how we hike as well, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't want to, I'm not judging. I'm not saying that that's wrong to go faster. Mm -hmm. Anybody can do whatever the hell they want, you know, as long as it's not, you know, hurting anybody or being unsafe. Yeah. I believe it's unsafe a lot of times is, is my problem with it um and all i'm saying is it's not the experience i want True. you know yeah. i just want to ride with my friends and be my my uh motivation is to be normal <laughs> and if i'm going ultra fast that's not normal you know what i mean that's not what i want that's not the experience i want personally that doesn't matter what anybody else wants they can do whatever the hell they want as long as they're being safe mm-hmm. um so i try to so that's what you're getting. That's the that's the wrench to throw in that conversation. Yes, we want more people out there, but the line will be drawn soon, mm-hmm. um, and it looks like where the line is going to be drawn is on the um, whether a bike is there's a pedal option and the power of the motor.
1: Hmm. So like
3: now,
2: like I? class class one
1: e-bikes are allowed. In some places, like
2: would yeah, would that be- and class one for adaptive is different because the throttle is a very important thing that is yeah okay. So like class and one doesn't have no a throttle. throttle. Yeah, so class one for regular two wheel bikes is no throttle.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, okay. But that scale, in my opinion, should be shifted for adaptive a little yeah. bit because a throttle is a very he important doesn't. tool. Yeah, um, and. Uh, but having the option to pedal and well, it, and having such a powerful motor then you're getting it there's a whole new category called e-adventure mm-hmm. that's you're getting into the more e-adventure category it's not necessarily mountain biking anymore it's a it's a different category mm-hmm. so that's the wrench to throw in that conversation of yes more people on bikes more people outdoors because an adventure a a relationship with nature is very very important to our mental health and well-being Mm -hmm. um but when it comes to classification and trail safety and things like that a lot of these adaptive bikes are going to be in a different category yeah does that Mm -hmm. make sense
1: and you think i mean i can't think of it going backwards but i do feel like there needs to be some rules Regulations to kind of make it. Yes. Surprise.
2: Yeah, it's the same with like service animals. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
2: people are bringing horses into stores. You know, a little ridiculous. and everyone is allowed to bring a dog on a plane, pretty much no matter what. Yeah. Un- completely untrained animals. Right. You know, so the line is being crossed, mm-hmm. and it's <laughs> and a line and a clear clear lines will be drawn especially yeah. with adaptive bikes. It's the same thing. It's the same thing, yeah. Um, do you want to stop and restart again?
1: Yeah, and I'm going so to grab a minute and a half. Back, I'll send you another link.
2: Okay, you're going to send me a link on Instagram again? Yep. I hit record on this one. All right. All right, we're back to it again. <laughs> Round three. What's your last name? Timbers. Becky Timbers. Yeah. Back with Becky Timbers, two-wheeled wanderer god it's you know uh it's eleven thirty. i kind of felt like cracking a beer
3: <laughs> Let's do it i mean actually i'm hungry are you
2: house sitting or is this your house what's up? are you house sitting or is this your house
1: no, this is my dad's girlfriend's house. Um, okay. I was Costa Rica for a month, and I was at oh, my God. yeah, I was at my dad's house. Um, but my brother and sister-in-law and their two kids are there for the winter, and it's just chaos. So I ran away here.
2: What did you grab to eat?
1: Mm, Oven roasted dark chocolate almonds.
2: They're delicious. They're, they're delicious. <laughs> Yeah. Um okay, crap. Oh yeah, we were talking about um adaptive bikes and um yeah, how they're probably challenges the and e-bikes.
3: Um
1: Yeah, I guess um what are some other I've, challenges or considerations that you know, two-wheeled mountain bikers might not realize?
2: Um Have you ever ridden with an adaptive rider?
1: I haven't, but I want to.
2: (laughs) Man, I swear a lot of them are just menaces. (laughs) They're just ripping so fast around. I actually, when I I ride with other... Isn't
1: that like understandable? You know, they they want their freedom. And like, I I understand like it's not safe, but obviously I'm not... You know paralyzed but if you lose that ability like wouldn't you want to you know have that freedom to go as fast as you can to feel like you're
2: yep and there, you know the mentality is just like fuck it you know yeah. mm-hmm. um i'm gonna have as much fun as possible and i but when i ride with other adaptive riders i have to bump up my power mm. and i don't i don't like to do that i don't know i like to be alone most of the time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a
1: solo rider, too, for sure.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love riding with my friends, you know, but most of the time, I prefer to just be alone. Mm-hmm. Um, what are other challenges that two-wheel riders might not think of? Yeah. Um, well, the first one that comes into mind is um, being prepared for um, pretty much any type of contingency. Mm-hmm. because most adaptive riders do not have the luxury of being able to walk their bike back to the trailhead if, if they have a mechanical issue or something. Yep. So, um, yeah, I'm just complaining today. <laughs> there's another, <laughs> another thing with adaptive riders that just gets under my skin is there's, a lot of them are so unprepared. Mm-hmm. They don't even have stuff to change a flat tire and, and just rely on like strangers on the trail um and i could never do that all all those strangers have helped me and it's been fine yeah but i don't want to ever put anybody in an uncomfortable situation you know um and then yes there have just
1: smart and common sense you know there might not be other people on the trail
2: there might not be other people um and and yeah, my, and then my rule is if, you know, if you can't fix your bike, then don't ride alone or, or, you know, be prepared with, you know, someone on call or, or something, you know, mm-hmm. that knows where you are, that gets you. Um, but yeah, that's something that's really important and to consider, you know, because, you know, riding on the road is one thing, you know, when you're on the road, you have, you know, usually pretty easy access to, you know, help or facilities and stuff, you mm-hmm. know, on the trail, you know, you're just, you're that much more, you're that further away from any help or or anything. Yeah. Um, and it's just another animal. Yeah, so I carry a bunch of tools, a bunch of stuff. Um, and I have learned the hard way to carry that stuff. And, and that's really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I would say that's one thing that probably wouldn't think about um just being self-reliant
1: self-sufficient being able to get yourself self-reliant out of situation.
2: exactly exactly okay. and for that that requires much more preparation and thought
1: and also and, understanding your bike i mean i'm sure that adaptive bikes are yep. different than two-wheeled bikes and just
2: understand very different well they're a lot similar but they're also yes yeah, very yeah. different you got a lot more moving parts they're mm-hmm. much more complicated machinery um you know so that that many more things can happen and it's that much more to work on and requires that much more tools yeah like god the weirdest thing freaking happened to me it's something you i never thought of before um so my bike has two chains. There's a front chain and a rear chain. Mm-hmm. And they meet at what we call an intermediary hub with two chain rings on it
3: mm-hmm.
2: right in the middle of the bike, kind of under under my seat. Mm-hmm. And my bike was seizing up for some reason on the trail. And we I couldn't figure it out. I was like, what the heck? And luckily a guy that was with us was super mechanical and he looked down in there. It can see that one of the chainring bolts had just backed out just huh. like two threads, yeah. you know, hardly any, and was hitting the frame of the bike, you know? And I'm like, how, well, one, how did he know to look yeah. at that? Yeah. Cause I gave him no information whatsoever. You know, my bike was just seizing and, and not only that, but it's really hard to see. It's like way down deep in there. Okay, now, it required a number, for a four-millimeter Allen wrench. Um, and I have my tool with me, my, you know, my mini bike tool and everything. Yeah. But that couldn't reach in there to just get that bolt, turn it two threads. Mm-hmm. And so... I required a, like a full size Allen wrench, which didn't have with me. We were, my boy was able to like kind of finagle and get it barely get his hand in there and just get a couple turns mm-hmm. so that the bolt was clearing the thread so we could get back, you know. But we, dude, we were like, I want to say we were 12 miles in on the outback.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> so it was 12 miles back again and it kept happening because we could only turn it a couple turns. So now, I have to carry a full size Allen wrench with me just in case something like that. So I carry a full Allen set. Full yeah. wow. like full size. Um, for that reason. Well, yeah. I, who would have ever you thought know. of that?
1: You know? Right. And who knows it'll happen again.
2: So there's there's a pretty good example of you know something you would never think about happening with a death. But yeah, crazy. Hmm.
1: Do you carry That's probably, you carry your phone, but do you carry like a um GPS communication thing at all? No,
2: but I want to get one just because they're cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to
1: get one too for like bikepacking trips. But, <laughs> yeah, I go back, I go out and do solo backcountry yeah. rides by myself. And I'm like, you know, I told somebody where I'm going, but you know, it'd be nice to have a GPS communication yeah. place too.
2: And they're not expensive. I mean, for the the little mini, like Garmin, yeah, spot. I saw no, the small one is like one hundred and fifty. Oh, really? I thought. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's what I remember. It's like a really small one you use with an app on your phone.
1: Mm, maybe like
2: you can you can wanna... send a text on your phone, and it's also a subscription. It's like a five dollar a month subscription yeah. or something to the to the satellite service.
1: The one I was looking at is the Garmin Mini InReach. It's like four hundred dollars, which
2: still, I mean. Okay, then that's the bit. one. That sounds like the one I was looking at, and that's mm-hmm. it. I think so. I think I'm wrong, but still, four hundred bucks for potentially safety?
1: life-saving device. Yeah,
2: worth yeah. it. Yeah, um, no, I need to get one. I haven't been on a ride with no service in a long time.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, the closest to that is Sedona. But you eventually get to service you know it's just yeah. spotty you know you hit a you hit you a vortex, hit vortex and nothing works
3: yeah
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then nothing works at all and then, you know you go you go 100 feet down the trail and everything works fine yeah yeah <laughs> it's so weird there it's dude i swear to god it's a thing the, the vortex the different vortexes all around i, I mean yeah, maybe I'm not someone that buys into that kind of thing but the, I spend a lot of time there, and the more time I spend, the more I'm like entertained that there's something to that. Yeah, because it's it's really weird. Mm-hmm. And when something now it's not just the phones that go out in your service; it's like everything mm-hmm. electrical. Yeah, yeah, goes out. It's it's really for like my bike. My bike gets all my power system. My bike gets all weird. Huh. Like everything
1: could be like a a portal to another dimension.
2: (laughs) Could be. (laughs) Um,
1: Well, let's talk about unpavement. Um, I've done a little research, but yeah, tell me about that and what you're doing and what your mission and goals for it are.
2: Yeah. um, Well, it's, (laughs) it's, it's interesting. I've kind of just been a ping pong ball my whole life, like a subject of my environment, like no, no direction, you Mm
1: -hmm. know. Wait, you just, um, living, is that what you yes,
2: said? Yes, in general, the purpose, um, um, pre-wheelchair, post-wheelchair, that's, you know, that's that's just what I've been. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, like, no real direction in life. And so, this, it's really interesting with the Unpavement Project. I'm, you know, I'm living with direction and purpose um, for the first time. So, for me personally, that's what the Unpavement Project is. And it's, it's a selfish thing for me. Um, like, I want to know where I can ride safely, mm-hmm. you know, and it just so happens that, you know, that as I collect this information it obviously helps other people. So mm-hmm. that's a cool freaking thing. Um, so, yeah, as awesome as these bikes are, they are limited, you know, and um, I've gotten into trouble out there. Um, yeah, I've been completely fucked. and um i called up trail forks uh you know in in my online research i was coming up empty-handed you Mm -hmm. know trying to find where i could ride safely and i was finding that you know even in talking to you know local buy shops you know in places where i was traveling um people didn't really know yeah you know couldn't give me definitive answers yeah. You know, they might, they might be able to, like, Oh, this trail might be okay. It's going be a treat. Okay. But there's so many misconceptions and misinformation that, and if you're not, if if you're not really familiar with riding with adaptive riders, yeah. and with a trail area, you don't, you really don't know. But uh, I also
1: think like, you know, the average person when you tell them that you're going to take an adaptive bike down Highline, they'll be like, that's not possible.
2: I will never do that.
1: Okay. No. But, but, no, even, that's like, not, but
2: even, that's not okay, well,
1: that was a bad example, but like other trails, like velocity, yeah. if you tell, if, you know, you said somebody, yeah. you know, I'm going to take my adaptive bike down velocity, and they're like, that's not possible.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you say, I'm going to go down velocity, and they're like, no way. Yeah. But then they send you to, um, what's a good example uh, of a trail? Okay, they'll send you to like a um, uh, gravy train. Mm -hmm. you know or like uh what's the trail that goes up to gravy train um like the cross-country trail that climbs up okay no no here's a good example off the top
1: yeah which is a great trail i love off the top
2: yeah so like they'll be like oh no but you can ride off the top that's the family adventure trail off the backside of the mountain you'll love it right away there's a pinch point
1: that's true yeah immediately
2: there's a immediately and then the bottom half requires assistance Hmm. um so adapt most adaptive riders can ride velocity Hmm. uh, like a a pro line even it's 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 labeled a a red pro line i believe or an orange pro Pro line um and you know you know mainly fall line trail with major features but almost everything has Mm ride-arounds And so the misconception would be, oh, you can't ride that. But most adaptive riders are actually fine on that. Yeah. But the family adventure trail, there's problems.
1: Yeah. Interesting.
2: That's yeah. So see, see, that's that's the misconception. Um. So uh, what happened? So I got into trouble out on the trail. Um, came up empty-handed in my research trying to find something. So I called up Trail Forks. Actually, originally called up MTB Project because that this was kind of before Trail Forks got big, mm. and then MTB Project was all in, but then um, they they went through some serious attrition. The people I uh, I was talking to left, and then that ball got dropped. So I called up Trail Forks because um, they were kind of up and coming and the, the new cool, mm-hmm. you know, trail resource, um, and they're all in. So I I created this very simplified rating system. That's um, duplicatable across multiple platforms is simple to understand is is very not complicated. And they adopted that rating system, which that rating system is beginning to be adopted across more platforms, and uh, started documenting my trail experiences. um, Because um video is probably even better resource mm-hmm. than you know a, an app like trail forks being able to watch a bike go or an adaptive bike go down a trail and um listen to somebody talk about their experience and what to look out for things like that so i fired up a youtube channel started making videos then it's just it's turned into a, a fun project
1: nice i love it yeah um, so for trail forks, like, do you, like, I know it's user generated. So if you do a trail, do you submit the rating?
2: Um, I'm, I'm an admin, so I put the rating in myself.
1: Okay. Thanks. Um,
2: and anybody who's an admin can do it, but I, I'm very apprehensive about yeah. that. Cause it's so um, it's, if they're not,
1: it can be subjective. Like even if you have you know, yeah, the standards is. in place, like it's still, you know, what is hard for one rider might be less hard or more hard than for another rider. And that's and also the, the bike thing. too, like it depends on what bike they're on.
2: That's exactly it. And I'm glad you said that because that's part of it too. So, um, one, when I'm riding a trail, I'm not, you know, or when I'm assessing a trail or performing an audit on a trail network, I'm not riding as myself. Mm-hmm. I'm riding as the average rider, you know, with all disability types, all bike types, and all ability types in mind. And that that mean is based on a formula that I've created of (laughs) um, uh, rider ability, Mm -hmm. um, beginner, intermediate, advanced, rider disability, um, and also equipment capability. And I can share this stuff all with you later. Oh, but you've got this for your notes too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that equation is very important and keeping all that entire rider spectrum in mind when riding and tra- assessing a trail is really, really important. Mm-hmm. And then the opposition to the simplified rating system um, Says that you know more information is better, and I completely disagree. Mm-hmm. Information is always good, but not necessarily helpful. And mm-hmm. when when you think about it logically, so I put myself in the situation. I've got okay. And say there's a rating system that has a bunch of information, is really complicated, you know, um, and I can use that information. To make an educated decision if I'm gonna go down a trail or not. Um, you know, for trails that are maybe on opposite ends of the spectrum, where like closer to being, you know, or something I could ride solo or closer to something where I'm almost always gonna need help, those are pretty clear cut. But everything in the middle, in the gray area, that's a maybe, I still don't know, even if I have a ton of really good information until i go really going is the only way to find out um and that makes it a gamble no matter what if i'm by myself you know um and i i am tired of gambling i'm not going to do it anymore you know sometimes it's worked out really really well i've been great and i've added a new trail to to my trail library that i can ride and that's such a good feeling um, but it's not worth the risk yeah. because sometimes I've been at that trail hood, try, trailhead trying to decide, am I going to do it? Am I not? And I go and I'm fucked. Yeah. And I, um, you know, either I've gotten hurt or, you know, sometimes on my bike or just my experience in that day is just now very shitty. It's well, or it's turned, you know, from mount, um, a mountain biking experience into more like adventure <laughs> mountaineering type two fun. you know yeah 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 type 2 fun exactly it exactly it's <laughs> crossed that now cross that line and I'm not necessarily prepared for that in yeah. in a day you know yeah. I don't have harnesses and carabiners and shit with me mm-hmm. you know so that's the reason for a simplified rating system. Um, And now also, um, there's two very different types of riders, there's a distinct line drawn in the types of adaptive riders are and that's riders with support and riders without Mm -hmm. a rider with support can ride a lot more than a rider without. Um, And so the rating system needs to cater to to both of those rider types. So logically, what's the question each rider type needs to know the answer to? So a rider that's solo needs to know what can I ride safely alone? You know, and
1: is that
3: hard
2: trails might?
1: Is that like, yes, is your rating system like yes, no? Or is there more of a spectrum?
2: Yep. It's pretty much yes, no. There's yeah. um a it's AMTB, which is adaptive mountain bike mm-hmm. one, two, and three.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: AMTB one, you can ride it solo. Most riders can ride it solo. That's solo. That's very clear. Mm-hmm. Riders that find themselves in the extremes of the rider spectrum should know to shift the scale. Yeah. So riders that are maybe in the the left end of the spectrum where um you know maybe they have a higher disability or less capable bike or maybe they're a new rider um know that things that are maybe AMTB1 for most riders might be AMTB2 for them or most likely are mm-hmm. and same goes to the the other extreme riders that are on an extremely capable bike are advanced riders you know stuff that's maybe AMTB3 for most riders might possibly be an AMTB2 for them, you know? Yeah. So the scale shifts because it's based on a curve. Um, and so that AMTB1, yes, you can ride this trail. Most riders can ride this trail solo. AMTB3, um, well, then the other question is before I get into what the rating is, um, the other question is for riders with support, what trails? are not going to be so much work where it crosses that line into type two fun you know Mm -hmm. where the the rating system directs um users to the best mountain biking experience right not necessarily adventure mountaineering yeah you know so the numerical value that i've implemented for that is if your support rider needs to be off their bike for more than 20% of the trail, that's too much. Yeah. That's too much. They might as well not have their bike with them. Mm-hmm. Um, if it requires ejection from the equipment um, or if it requires extra equipment, harnesses, ropes, carabiners, now we're crossing the line, <laughs> right? <laughs> I've right. been there. my writing, that would be crossing the line too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's very common sense. It's very common sense and very logical. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because that's that's what I feel. Um, and, and those that oppose this rating system and want more information aren't really thinking about the practical application mm-hmm. of all this really awesome information yeah. but that really ends up being not useful. But I so mean, so that's the question kind of- that. It,
1: it's the same for the Trail Forks rating, too. I mean, you have green, blue, black, double black, and red. Like, you don't really get a whole lot more information with that. I mean,
2: yeah. There is more information. There's topo profile, there's yeah. POIs, there's all kinds of really useful information. That's another thing. We don't want to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. And then also, when you get into like changing the colors because it's adaptive, that gets confusing. No, yeah. There's colors for that, there's numbers for this. That's good, that's enough. Keep it simple, simple, simple. So the question that answers, what can you ride solo, safely solo, um, and what can you ride that's not too much work if you have a support rider? Mm -hmm. So AMTB one, you can ride it solo. Most riders can ride it solo. AMTB three, most riders are gonna need help, but it's not too much that it's not fun. And then AMTB two, maybe? (laughs) <laughs> so the main thing means, um, to, um, so it's support rider recommended, Okay. Um, which means, and then the blanket rule is never ride new trail alone for the first time. Yeah. Fire roads, things like that, usually you're going to be fine, although I've run into problems on fire roads, even, you know, with gates and mm. things like that. Um Uh, down trees is a big one. (laughs) Um, But yeah, AMTB 2 is take a support rider the first time. See, you know, it might be good, it might not, you might be good, you might not. um, And usually, you know, progression is involved, you know, we're, you know, you might be able to ride this solo with practice,
3: right?
2: Yeah, you know, get, you know, practice line, get the line down so very logical very simple and does not the rating system does not exist on its own either it exists with uncut video and a trail blog a trail. Uncut, i mean trail blog. trail blog the trail blog um just gives further information about mostly about staging and facilities and gates and things like that most people are not going to do trail research before they go ride hmm. somewhere I know unfamiliar most people you don't, don't. Think so? oh i know so <laughs> yeah. yeah most people um the number one like used resource is recommended routes that's why those are so important you know yeah. most people are going to go on trail forks find a recommended route and follow that yeah uh, yeah i guess unless or, it's like a
1: you know, iconic trail, like I do feel like people would do research before they do the whole enchilada or something like that. Although I guess that's a route and not a trail.
2: But it's also a supported ride. True. You know, they are gonna do enchilada, they've mm-hmm. got the, you know, the shuttle service, they're going to ask those guides questions, they're mm-hmm. going to be with a group, you know, yeah, that's true. And how many people fit on that shuttle? It's a, isn't it a big bus? You know, there's gonna be all those people with them that are on the shuttle. Um, and there's outs and yeah 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 so yeah iconic rides are different I agree Um, uh, but another thing that people do commonly is just you know enter the name of the trail on YouTube (laughs) that's why video is so important you're gonna you're (gasps) gonna go on YouTube you're gonna type the trail name and watch some videos you Mm -hmm. know you're gonna You're gonna eat your uh, chocolate-covered almonds, and (laughs) you know, watch a couple videos. Most people so recommend the roots uh, videos on YouTube, and that's why uncut video is so important because it just takes out all the questions. Yeah. Um, and then and also the trail blog, Mm -hmm. which gives further information that's important for adaptive riders. No, is there a reading? Oh,
1: sorry. Go ahead. Is there a rating oh, like would you, like you said, you wouldn't take your bike down Highline? would you put an adaptive rating on that and say, no, like hard no?
2: I would say I, I would say not suitable for adaptive. yeah, you will die. <laughs> you yeah. will die or at least
3: the <laughs> hospital <laughs>
2: yeah, there no, there an adaptive bike cannot ride that trail and mm. it will not you it, know, it, it's just it's not completely not suitable, yeah. Okay
1: um cool
2: and it's because of the the off-camber the exposure yeah and then yeah and you have to do some kind of like track stand type turns yep and there's no way
3: yeah
2: there's no way yeah because if you miss that track stand turn and can't put your foot down bad news you die Mm
3: -hmm.
2: yeah it's also extremely (laughs) high catastrophic consequences yeah it's not worth (laughs) it now in that type of situation if it's minimal consequences Mm -hmm. you know if you're just falling into a a flat meadow (laughs) or or, filled uh, with wildflowers grass (laughs) that's one thing but you're falling off a cliff in that situation yeah no that's a no that's a big that's a big no
1: yeah (laughs) um what about community i know there's a lot of I'm gonna blank on the name. I'm sure you'll mention it. Um, but yeah, community with within the adaptive riders. Like, what is there if people wanted to oh, get involved,
3: bunch of, be like a
2: support yeah. rider? Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff now. If Someone wants to get involved. I mean, there's so many options and so many programs that have bikes. Um, uh, you know, and support and support and
1: does mammoth have mammoth
2: it? does have an adaptive program and they have a ton of bikes oh
1: cool
2: yeah yeah now they don't ride they don't take those bikes usually on the the big boy and big girl trails mm-hmm. on the bike park but there's there's a ton there's a lot of trail options they, they take they take them out on yeah for sure and they do you know camps and annual camp and and everything nice yeah There's a a bunch of programs out there, and they're all awesome. I actually have um, the programs that I know of that have adaptive off-road bikes as opposed to road bikes Mm -hmm. um, listed on the Unpavement website in the resource section. Okay. Um, I I do want to advise that it is an incomplete list. I'm sure there's programs out there that I do not know of that are not on there. So sorry about that, everybody. I've had people email me like mad.
1: Yeah. That they're pro-
2: oh, this program surprised. is not on there. I'm like, sorry. <laughs>
1: I'm not surprised. Some of the comments I get on my blog, I'm like, Are you serious? Are you just are you just writing this? You know, to piss me off? Probably.
2: But yeah. I mean, I've had to check funny. myself with comments and things like that and realize, okay, It's just not a comment I would expect and is maybe not necessarily negative, you know? I have to remind myself of that. You know, sometimes someone says something weird that I'm not really thinking about that someone would say, and I get pissed off, like I think it's a hater. I'm like, wait, wait, no, they're not being negative. It's just not something you thought of, you know?
3: Yeah. But this
2: person was pissed. and was very clear (laughs) that they thought I was a dick. Oh, because you didn't (laughs) include it. i was like wow wow i'm so yeah. i'm sorry i just didn't know thank you for the information you know it's it's on the site now check it out here it is isn't it cool is there anything else you think i should add you know fill them with kindness make them uh, make them feel heard
1: yeah
2: you know whatever in the end they have a good intention
1: mm-hmm.
2: right mm-hmm. they're just going about it in a dick way <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, I understand that. Um, <laughs> cool. I mean, that was really helpful. It was, yeah, a lot of Oh, things.
2: you're, done with, you're done with me? Well, <laughs> I'm
1: trying to think of other questions, but I actually have to get going in a minute. Um, I'm sure I'll have more questions once we...
2: Yeah, up. if you have more questions, just email me. Um, so your article will be on your blog.
1: Yeah, and I'll send well, it not to you. an
2: article, it'll be a it'll the be a blog, blog entry. Yeah, but I'll I'm, send just, it I'm to you just saying I
1: publish it. Just so you cool.
2: Can Great. I appreciate that. And uh, I, I'm just saying so that people know where to, to read it. I, I yeah. want to use this podcast to promote your blog and promote this blog entry. So okay. um, if you guys want to read this, this blog entry that Becky's gonna write, um, what I mean, do you have a subscription email list so, probably. Mm-hmm. yep, so yeah, yeah if, you to
3: to
1: to website, if you just go to my website, Just go to my website twooldwander.com. dot
2: you'll see or your Instagram. is your Instagram an okay place to to follow yeah. you? Like do you do you post new blog entries and your story and stuff like that?
1: I try to, but honestly, I try to spend as little time on Instagram as possible. I don't know. It's just, I, yeah, social media is hard for me, but you can find it's me hard. on Instagram. um It's Two-Wheeled Wanderer, and that has a link to my blog. Um, and then on my blog, there'll be you can find forms to sign up for my newsletter, which I send out once a week on Fridays. Okay. And, uh,
2: well, and, uh, I'm gonna post your blog <laughs> entry on my social media. Okay. So if you follow Thank my you. Instagram, you will see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, social media is a problem for me too.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um but it is the most powerful marketing tool we have. And I've come to realize, and this is I'm gonna say this is true for you too, that my life is not about me anymore. No, for sure. I understand that. Yeah, it's about inspiring people to get outdoors and exercise and have a relationship with nature, and that is much bigger than me. Yeah, that's a good way um, to if I let my ego get in the way uh, of of sharing that, then that is a disservice to our community. So that is a good People way to... reading your blog is important. So and people that follow you want to see that stuff. So
1: that's true. All right. With that yeah. said, you'll see something <laughs> about adaptive mountain biking <laughs> on my Instagram feed in the coming weeks um
2: Rad and I guess I'll see you in May, right?
1: Yeah, I will be in Fayetteville, so I have a house in Fayetteville. um cool. May third to the twentieth, so it's like two and a half weeks.
2: Rad, let's ride.
1: Yeah, definitely, It'd be super fun.
2: And I haven't I'll checked out. I'll show you that drop on Mad Hatter.
1: Okay. Yeah, I haven't been over yeah. there. Yeah. It's super
2: fun. It's a great, it's a great area. Yeah.
1: Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Hi,
2: Becky. Thank you so much. Um, I guess I will hear from you soon.
1: All right. Sounds good. And all right,
2: everybody, everybody out there, put your phone down and go get your hug from mother nature. (laughs) (laughs) That's my sign off. (laughs) Um,
1: how do you want me to send the recordings? Just email? I have your
2: email. Yeah, I can send you a um a file request on Dropbox if you want. Okay, that works. And that way you just drop them in there and boom, it's done.
1: Cool. You have my email? I think I put it in Instagram.
2: Yes, I do have your email. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. All right, well, Becky, thanks so much. Let's
1: touch awnings and ride.
2: Yeah, it's on. <laughs> um, all right, take care of yourself.
1: All right, bye. Bye. I'm sorry, you am sorry, I'm sorry,